670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, dude, that's us. 607, 38 degrees in downtown oh, Boise. I can't remember the last time I was called dude. We are uh, definitely seeing a good portion of rain coming down through most of the Treasure Valley, but it is warm enough that it is in the form of rain. However, yeah. I'm guessing the mountains are just getting pounded again <laughs> uh, today, just like they did uh, yesterday, and, even though it was pretty warm again yesterday. And between the two, I'll take the rain. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was really afraid last night going to bed, and it's like, man, we're expecting a lot of rain tonight. And it, it said it's supposed to get down to 35, which is kind of iffy. Uh, when it comes to snow and rain, um, can get yeah, some that's really... Al- that's almost freezing, yeah, but yeah. not quite, which is good. So, uh, yeah, just just a lot of rain, which still caused some problems because it was coming down so hard this morning mm-hmm. driving into work. So just be aware of that. Could see some uh, puddles um, as you drive in. Um, just take it slow. Should be fine. We'll keep you updated with all the traffic updates. Um, once again, R- I- remember, <laughs> hydroplaning is fun, but only when you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> Huge uh, news day. Again, yesterday, uh, some of the things we're going to be talking about, it a uh, record set yesterday that hasn't been seen since 1935. Really? Or 1923. Sorry, 1923. A hundred oh, years ago. The number of uh, times they've voted on a Speaker of the House? Yes. Uh, they went through and voted uh, an Seventh, eighth, eighth, ninth, ninth, tenth, 11th, and 12th time oh, they yesterday. Went up to 12? They went up to 12 yesterday. I think I went to bed when they were just done with number 10. <laughs> And still no movement by either side, as a matter of fact, on the last vote. Uh, I think there was only 200 who voted for Kevin McCarthy. Really? He's losing votes? He's still losing votes. Um, This morning, they are going to start talking once again. I think, as a matter of fact, right now it's already underway because they're about two hours ahead. But there is a deal that is being worked on to end the standoff in the House Speaker fight. And we'll talk more about this this morning, but uh, a lot of what the deal... It's, 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 it, it seems easy. All they have to do is give everybody everything they want except for McCarthy. <laughs> That's kind of what's going to be happening if this, if this does work out. However, there's still five people. I don't know if this will change their minds. There are five people that have said on the record that there is no way in the world they would ever vote for Kevin McCarthy, which if there are five that don't vote... That's how many it takes, right? You need to four. Only four is is what you can accept. Mm-hmm. So one of them would have to change, or a Democrat would have to go uh, across the aisle and okay, vote. So there are, there, there are 222 Republicans, correct? And they need 218, 218 votes. 218 votes. But there are five Republicans who say under no circumstances will they vote for him. Right. So the most he can get from Republicans is 217. Right. What he needs uh, to end this is for at least one Democrat to vote for him. And so far they've all voted every time uh, for uh, their own Democrat candidate. Well, you're probably not going to see this because the last time a Democrat walked across the aisle and voted Republican for Speaker of the House, that person was stripped of every one of their committee Well, yes. That, um, uh, hearings. That, that is the uh, danger so, politically, yeah, you, you, I suppose. Politically, you get punished. Like I said, this is, this is history-making because this hasn't happened in uh, over 100 years. Now, this isn't the most votes that's ever been taken. 100 years ago in 1923, nine votes 
happened before they finally picked the Speaker right. of the House. We're up to 12 and counting. But the I, record is huge, right? I, I hope we don't set the record. The, rec- is... the record is 133. Okay, well, we're well on our way. Yeah, we're, we're definitely on the way, because nothing, nothing has should. changed, nothing has moved. Well, well based on their current uh, pace, we should hit that in about three weeks, I think. The uh, longest fight, in case you're curious, happened in 1855, dragged on for two months, 133 ballots during debates over slavery, slavery in a run-up to the Civil War. And that's when we ended up with the, uh, uh, the great uh, presidency of uh, James Buchanan. Part of what is is going to be happening here, and and if Kevin McCarthy and and the Republicans, you know, acquiesce to the small minority who yeah. are are wanting most of the most of the deal being worked out has to do with taking away a lot of the powers of the Speaker of the House. Okay. At the core of the deal isn't is it, reinstatement funny? of a House rule that would allow a single lawmaker at any time to make a motion to vacate the chair, essentially calling a vote to oust the Speaker. Now, this rule was changed. The last time they had it, they changed it. Um, it caused Speaker John Boehner chased him to early retirement <laughs> because of how often that happened. He is so much happier now, and it's not just the retirement. No. So that rule could be added back in, which basically would mean anytime somebody gets upset about something happening in the House of Representatives that a Republican doesn't like, all they have to do is say, we, we vote to oust Speaker of the House, and then they would have to go to a vote. Wouldn't be you know too terribly difficult to do it, because if all Democrats would vote to do it, you would only need, again, five votes from Republicans to yeah. oust the Speaker, and we get to start all over again. It's kind of a mess. It's messy. This is it's making sausage, and, we can, and it's messy. With the people that are in there now, we can assume that they would probably attempt to do that every, every day. Every day, yeah. 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 Other news. And gosh, that won't waste time, will it? No, not at all. Other news that happened yesterday, closer to home. Uh, chilling details revealed in the arrest affidavit oh, wow. of the Idaho murder suspects yesterday. A lot more was going on than we thought. Wow. Um, and it unfortunately adds more questions and we'll talk we'll get more into this because there's a lot to get into with the affidavit being released yesterday the first thing that that got to me it sent chills down my spine was one of the people in the house that lived one of the two people that mm-hmm. did live is lucky to be alive well yeah because she froze at one point she's the, the person walked right past her right now that added more questions why did it take eight hours to call nine one one? If you walk, watch a masked person walk by you out the door and you go in your room and close and yeah, lock what, the door because what you're is scared. The, uh, what, what, what is the amount of time that it's permissible to be terrified? Nobody called 911 until they found a body lying motionless that they thought had passed out. The other question that I have... Well, and apparently they all weren't in their beds. No. Yeah. So the other uh, question I have is... One of, one of them had to, like, take out food. With as much blood has had to be here from stabbing why did they think they were just passed out i have no idea i don't that's what i mean i i have all these questions a lot more questions now after reading the affidavit we'll talk more about that uh yesterday um other things to uh discuss idaho supreme court also upholds an abortion ban here in idaho a full abortion ban if necessary yeah 
So we'll talk more about that. You can talk about it, too. It is Open Phones Friday. And our phone lines are open on Friday to talk about anything you want to talk about and you want to weigh in on any of the stories that we just told you about, something else you want to talk about. Um, it's basically free and open for you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. And it is brought to you our good, by our good friends once again at Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Get in today. You want to start your day on the right foot, and you love energy drinks, over 400 to choose. Yeah, they're up to over 400 now. So get into Fast Eddie's and get all sorts of energy drinks on special, too. Try them all today. (laughs) Uh, 6.15, let's get our first check on uh, sports. Once again, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go for breakfast or lunch every day open, and and I mean every day, seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna. Good morning. In sports, Boise State is hosting Utah State tomorrow afternoon in a big conference game. The Broncos are 11 and 4 overall. The Aggies are 13 and 2. The Aggies are also undefeated in conference play right now. Bob Beeler with more. The Aggies are the top scoring team in the Mountain West at 83 points a game, and they're the number one three point shooting team in the country at 43%. Max Rice says why they're so good. Yeah, they do a great job at cutting, and, and Ryland Jones does a great job getting in the lane and finding people on cuts, too. So it's not just uh, Ashworth, obviously, but kind of the main focus will be taking away threes and then uh, big guys kind of helping at the rim and that kind of stuff. Uh, but they're just kind of a well-oiled machine on offense, and we'll try to do everything we can to disrupt that. In addition to shooting a good percentage, they make 11 threes a game. The Broncos average eight, so Boise State's defense will be tested. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Besides Boise State and Utah State, there are some pretty good conference games this weekend. You'll see Nevada take on San Jose State in California. San Diego State will travel to Wyoming. Fresno State takes on the Rams in Fort Collins. And UNLV will head to the pit to take on New Mexico. I'm Rick Worthington. In Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 622, phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wire, so I want to keep those phone numbers handy because we have another chance for you to pick up tickets to the Boise State game. Taking on Utah State, who was undefeated in Mountain West play, just like San Jose State was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and th- th- this is how important I think these games are. You have to win your home games this year if you want any chance at all of winning the Mountain West because it is going to be extremely difficult to win on the road, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of, uh, what do they call it, parody. Not parody, like I'm making fun of something, but parody as in a whole bunch of good teams mm-hmm. that are just about as good as each other. Top top to bottom this year. You, I mean, usually in the past, there's you know, four or five teams that you know have some parody and, and could give each other difficulties, but I think you could go eight deep right now and say, man, any one of these teams could possibly get the automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. A lot of this will shake out over the next couple of months because we're just getting underway with Mountain West play. Other things that are happening as of today... Governor Brad Little's second inauguration and inaugurational uh, address will be open to the public coming up today at noon at the Idaho State Capitol in Boise. Hmm, I bet they wish they had done this uh, on a different day if this rain is going to continue up. Uh, during the uh, ceremonies on the steps of the State House, Little and six other statewide constitutional officers that were elected November 8th will take a public oath of office and participate in public swearing-in ceremony. Now, this is basically more of a 
show show because they've already been sworn in in, right. in uh, private uh, event because all this has to be done on the first day uh, of business for the new year so this is kind of ceremonial as of today the other officers who will take the oath today include uh, lieutenant governor scott bedke attorney general raul labrador secretary of state phil mcgrain superintendent of public instruction debbie uh, critchfield controller uh, brandon wolf and treasurer julie ellsworth once again, that will be happening at noon today, and this will set the stage for a little State of the State Address, which will uh, happen on the first day of the legislative session, which is this coming Monday. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll take care of some of the things that the people of Idaho have said that they want to get taken care of. And, of course, here at News Talk KBOI, we talk to some of the lawmakers during the uh, session to keep you up to date with what is happening, and that will be happening once again this year. Also uh, happening today, if you want a chance to uh, be the next almost billionaire, you need to uh, get your tickets. Mega Millions drawing somewhere between $940 million to $1 billion, depending on how many yeah. people buy their I'm, tickets today. I'm not picky if it's a little short. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too picky. By the way, the nine hundred and forty million to one billion dollars only comes if you take the twenty-nine year annuity payout. Okay. Otherwise, you get uh, about half a billion dollars. Is all. Again, not that picky. So, once again, if you want to win, you can't win unless you actually play. Gotcha. So make sure you get your you tickets can't. before it's about the, 8 o'clock tonight. That's the gambling bug that sits on your shoulder. <laughs> you can't win if you don't play. Gambling, more gambling. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, once again, thank you to Cloverdale Plumbing for giving us the tickets that we're giving away this week to the Boise State-Utah State game. Expecting a big crowd that's going to be happening Thursday afternoon. Part of the reason why I think a uh, big crowd, because at 4.30 in the afternoon, of course, you know, not a lot going on. So it's like, hey, let's go see a basketball game. But uh, already predictions are somewhere around ten to 12,000 people for that yeah. game. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll have our first sellout. But if you win your tickets, you're guaranteed to be going, thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing. So we'll have a chance for you to win those tickets coming up this morning. You can also email us if you want to get through and be a part of Open Phones Friday. Yes, I realize that's not the phone, but uh, some people sometimes can't call. So you can email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Dow Futures, uh, after dropping over 300 points yesterday at the close, are up 151 points as of right now. But don't worry, we've got almost an hour before it opens where we can get back into the red, just like we've seen so far this year. (laughs) Yeah, I feel so much more comfortable there, you know, because of the familiarity. The uh, KBY Sweet Deal. Today is the day. Your first sweet deal of the year. Not only a sweet deal, we've got a double shot of sweet deals for you coming up at 9 o'clock. Both of them very good. All of our sweet deals are always great, but there are some that are really, really popular and sell out really, really fast. One of those today that has sold out very quickly in the times that we have had the sweet deal in the past is the Land Ocean gift certificate. $50 for only 25 bucks. That one, if you're going to go for both of these sweet deals, I would go for the Land Ocean first because you know, that has the quickest chance of selling out. They dropped their middle name, Ugg. They used to be Land Ugg Ocean. <laughs> it's, they've got fresh seafood, hand-cut steaks, sandwiches, salads, full bar, burgers, a whole lot more. And then uh, you also have the deal 
at a place that we've had the hometown breakfast multiple times just down the street a little bit, La Pete at Eagle and Eustick in Meridian. Wonderful breakfasts, great tasting food, great service. And uh, you got a $50 gift certificate there for only $25. Great thing is, this is two, two for the basically chance of, you know, getting it at the same time. You can get both of them if you are quick enough. <laughs> so if you have never registered for a sweet deal, I would do that right now. Go to KBOI.com or do it a little before 9 o'clock. You don't have to do it right now. Just do it before 9 o'clock because if you wait and register be- at 9 o'clock, it'll take you a minute or so to get all your information in there. And then you might miss out. But go to KBY.com right now. Click on the sweet deals, and uh, you can get registered. While you're there, there are some sweet deals that are already available for you to purchase. You don't have to wait till 9 o'clock today. One of the deals is the Enhanced Concealed Carry classes at Idaho Enhanced Academy. Um, there are less than 10 of those left. $125 value for only $62.50. One of the best values we have on there is a full season of pest control at Emerald Lawns. Now, if you were going to buy that yourself, it would cost $320. Right now, there are only a couple left. It's 99 bucks. Wow. Yeah, so one-third the price. That isn't even a half-off deal. It's one-third. And then, uh, finally, Twisted District, Garden City. We've been giving these uh, gift certificates away all week. There are some available for you to get right now. Also, $50 gift certificate for only $25. And, yes, we will have another Twisted District gift certificate to give away coming up this morning for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. My grandma used to take her Christmas tree down promptly on Valentine's Day every year. If you are not like Chris's grandmother or like our family who celebrate celebrate something called Chris Meester, <laughs> where you take it down on Easter and celebrate the birth and uh, death of Jesus Chris, our Savior on on Easter, Chris Matrix Day, <laughs> um, then today is National Take Down Your Christmas Tree Day. Um, this led me, I, I did a little more. We told you about this, this trend here that it seems to be growing every year, um, about eating your Christmas tree. Uh, cookbook came out a couple of years ago, and this is why it's a growing trend because more and more people are getting into it. Uh, Julia George Alice, uh, an author wrote the, uh, Christmas book, How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. It was written by an author? So I did a little research into this cookbook yesterday because yeah. I thought, okay, are they taking like a, a few sprigs of the, mm-hmm. you know, twigs on the Christmas tree? and yeah. It's like, no, some you, of this stuff yeah. has a lot you grind of tree it up in and, it. Do you grind it up and sprinkle it over something? They have Christmas cured fish, for example, is one of the recipes. Do they? And 
they, it's, you're asked to use 12 ounces, uh, 12 ounces of fur, uh, fur or spruce needles or one pound, nine ounces of pine needles. One pound, nine ounces is a lot of pine needles. <laughs> so it's not just a little bit. Some of the other items that they have in the cookbook, Christmas tree pickles. Hmm. So you use, once again, but again the it's, needles. It's, it's pickled Christmas tree. Yeah, and then you can pickle anything you want, but there is a good amount, uh, about you know eight ounces of needles that you put in the uh, jar to pickle whatever it is you're pickling. You know what's good pickled? Cucumbers. Apparently, one thing that's uh, really good with the uh, Christmas tree pine, pine needles, yeah. maybe the best according to uh, people who have weighed in on the book, Christmas tree and ginger ice cream apparently is one thing that, and I guess maybe that goes under the heading of everybody loves ice cream. So basically you can have any dish in the world and just add the words Christmas tree and before it. Well, I don't know if it goes Christmas tree and spaghetti and meatballs. I, I don't know if it, you know, the taste goes really well. But once again, in the ice cream, you're using 10 and a half ounces of blue spruce needles or 14 ounces of any other type of Christmas tree needles to make your ice cream. I don't. I just don't know if I like the taste of pine trees enough to add that much. <laughs> I'm, already pr- I'm already pretty sure about my opinion. For the for those of you people who you know want, want to help with you know yeah. the the not filling up our landfills with Christmas trees, I guess here's a chance to get rid of it by eating it instead. This is a good time to remind people who Yule Yule Gibbons was. Yeah, there's a name that people. Who's Yule Gibbons? Yeah, go back to the 70s. Yes, he, has, he did die a long, long time ago. Yes, he did. But many parts of the uh, tree are edible. Mm-hmm. KBY News Time is 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it is brought to you by the Pork Belly in Cuna, the place to go if you're hungry. You're going to get filled up because they give you lots and lots of food and unique items you're not going to find anyplace else. You want to see how unique they are? You can check out their menu today at porkbellyidaho.com. Good morning. Looking at the NFL, Buffalo Bills teammates say they're encouraged about DeMar Hamlin. He's still in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital, but it looks like there are some positive signs. Docs say Hamlin woke up and could talk and move his hands and feet. A fairly remarkable recovery and improvement. Dr. William Knight and Dr. Tim Pritz, U of Cincinnati Med Center. It appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. That eases the team's shared pain and tension, says Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. You lose sleep, you hurt for your brother, um, a lot of shared grief. And? The, the scene just replays over and over in your head. Allen credits the Bill's training staff with saving Hamlin's life. Chuck Severson, ABC Sports. By the way, the Bills and Bengals contest that was supposed to be on Monday night that got postponed, the NFL says that game will not resume. So whatever the problem is for your fantasy football league is going to be up to your commissioner. Glad it didn't happen in my league. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 658, it is 38 degrees in downtown Boise. On the way for you uh, this morning, another chance to pick up. Final chance this week to get that $50 gift certificate to Twisted District. All you have to do is answer the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. Phone number to call for any of your needs having to do with real estate is 208 888 
4128. Our question today uh, has to do with football and ESPN College Game Day. They have visited 12 FCS schools in their history of College Game Day. One school has appeared more than any other school. What school is it? I'll give you a hint. It's not the University of Idaho. Okay. (laughs) They've never hosted College Game Day. However, the school eight miles away has hosted College Game Day at Washington State. But uh, by, I, I will I will help also. This may give you a little bit of a hint. The team won all their games by a combined score of 131 to 16. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know a, if that helps or not, but there you go. <clears throat> I have a good guess. Uh, $50 gift certificates. Once again, Twisted District, great food, uh, great pub food. And then, of course, you've got craft beers on draft. Uh, full bar. It's located on Chinon Boulevard in Garden City. So if you want to win that, stick around after 8 o'clock for the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. It is Open Phones Friday, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless After News. At the top of the hour, we'll talk a little bit about the Moscow murders and the unveiling of the affidavit yesterday. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707, our phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's on Eagle Road in Meridian. Uh, Gas prices now starting with a 3 throughout idaho however if you want your gas prices to uh start with a two instead of a three like i did yesterday when i filled up at fast eddie's you can get up to a dollar 40 per gallon off and it's really easy too every time you get your car washed which by the way now i have to go back um (laughs) (laughs) because of the rain this morning uh, but every time you get your car washed you can get 30 cents a gallon instantly off plus you got another 10 cents a gallon and uh i also have an albertson's reward card which i had got it up to a dollar so i actually got the full one dollar and 40 cents a gallon off my gas yesterday so it saved me a whole bunch of money if you want to do the same it's it's some of the least expensive gas you're going to find anywhere in the treasure valley fast eddies in meridian yesterday afternoon close to the uh end of our show we had given you the uh update that the affidavit in the arrest warrants of the moscow murderer was released yesterday yeah. morning. Uh, chilling details revealed in that affidavit. Oh, a whole bunch of new stuff we didn't know. Yeah, um, and it, there's a lot of details, although a lot of those details now have led to more questions. Yeah, it's all very confusing. With a smile today in his first appearance in an Idaho courtroom, then nodding along as the judge read the charges against him one by one. Count two alleges that you committed the felony offense of murder in the first degree. The maximum penalty for that offense, if you plead guilty or are found guilty, is death and or imprisonment for life. Do you understand? Yes. It comes as authorities unsealed an explosive 18-page affidavit laying out the evidence used to arrest Koberger for the murders of four University of Idaho students. Investigators recovering DNA from an empty sheath for a military-style knife. It was found next to the bodies of best friends, Kaylee Gonzalez and Madison Mogan. Police later linking that DNA to Koberger by collecting his father's DNA from trash outside the family home and linking it to their sample from the crime scene. Did anybody do their chores today? The close group of friends seen inside their home just weeks before the murders. 
And for the first time, we're hearing the chilling account from one of two roommates who survived. She was on the same floor as two of the victims who were killed, Zana Kernadel and Ethan Chapin, telling police she was woken by a noise at 4 a.m., hearing Kaylee say something like, there's someone here. Then she heard crying from Zana's room, followed by a male voice saying, it's okay, I'm going to help you. She opened her door and stood frozen as a man wearing black clothing and a mask that covered the person's mouth and nose walking towards her. Describing him as 5'10 or taller, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows. The man left out the sliding glass door. Authorities say that roommate was in shock. What they don't explain is why it took another eight hours for police to get a 911 call from the house. Police believe Koberger turned his phone off during the murders at 2.47 a.m. The phone dropping off the cell network near his home in Pullman, Washington, and reconnecting at 4.48 a.m. near the crime scene. Police mapping out his likely route to the house. They say cell phone data also shows Koberger was near the victim's home at least a dozen times before the murders and the morning after. We have uh, um, information of a white vehicle that was in the area. By the time police turned to the public for help finding a white Elantra, Koberger was already on police radar. An officer at Washington State found his car and noted he had bushy eyebrows, matching the description of the murder suspect. Five days after the murders, Koberger changed his license plate from Pennsylvania to Washington when his car's registration was due for renewal. You can see that new plate during those two traffic stops in Indiana when Koberger was pulled over on his 2,500-mile drive back to Pennsylvania. It, it does lead to questions. and I, it, I guess now that you're looking back in hindsight, you go, why did they wait eight hours? Mm-hmm. But no one, I guess, if you're under that situation, would think anything like okay. this would yeah. be happening. Well, and, and see, she didn't know the people upstairs had been stabbed and right. were dead. She, she didn't know the guy had done anything. She knew there was somebody that she saw that scared her that was a little creepy, and he was around the house. But as far as she knew, he hadn't committed any crimes or anything. And this is a house that was shared by six people. Yeah. So, I mean, other people would be coming and going. Now, it begs the question, you know, why eight hours later, especially if she was scared enough to lock herself in her room, you know, why wouldn't she check on her roommates, text them something to find out what was going on? I, I don't know again, if we're going to get answers to that question. Uh, again, I saw somebody outside. I uh, you know, was a little scared, but I did not assume that they had come in and killed everyone. You know, that's... You would never think that it happened. We know the timeline now, um, pretty much sometime between 4 and 4.35, because DoorDash, or I, I don't know if it was DoorDash, but I think it was DoorDash, somebody got a delivery of food yeah. at 4 o'clock, so everything was fine, because what the person who ordered the DoorDash, I think it was Kernadel, um, was the person who ordered the DoorDash was still alive at 4 o'clock when the food was delivered. Exactly. And probably was the uh, the one that was not in bed. At about 4.17, security, this is according to the affidavit, by the way, a security camera less than 50 feet from Kernodal's room picked up the sound of a barking dog and distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper, whimper followed by a loud thud, according to documents. Don't know what that was? You can use your imagination, I guess. Yeah. Probably not going to find out. 
the the other thing that's just crazy to me is you know here's somebody who's a criminal justice major and it just goes how hard show to show how hard it is to remember everything not to do if you're if you're gonna you know murder someone because you're gonna make mistakes he was smart enough to turn off his phone while he was doing the murders but dumb enough to not turn off the phone all the times that he had visited between since august and usually those times visited were late at night or early in the morning that he was by the house. And again, allegedly. No, that that one is confirmed because they pinged his phone to show that he his phone was outside the house. I mean, allegedly committed murders. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, there you go. Allegedly committed murders, right. Um, so there's still going to be a lot of questions. We're not going to get a lot of answers because there is a, like I said, a full on gag order from everybody in this case. There was even some thought that this wouldn't be released to the public yesterday, but it has. We'll talk more about it and get your thoughts if you want to weigh in. Uh, you can email us right now if you'd like, Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. Uh, let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go for lunch every day, breakfast every day, Monday through uh, Sunday. They're open now. They open up at 7 o'clock. Every morning at this time, get into downtown CUNA and find out what everybody is talking about, one of the best breakfast and lunch restaurants in the Treasure Valley. Good morning. Boise State basketball is one of the top defenses in the Mountain West. In fact, I think they are number one right now. But Utah State's offense is also number one. Tomorrow afternoon, those two teams meet here in Boise at Extra Mile Arena. Bob Beeler with more on the matchup. The Aggies make 11 threes a game and lead the nation, connecting on 43% of them as a team. The Broncos' Tyson Degenhart knows defending the perimeter will be a key to beating them. It's going to be a challenge for, for us, especially you know how well they shoot the three. And you know We've had some games where we've given up a lot of threes, but I think we improved against San Jose State. So we're just going to continue to build off of our defense against San Jose State and hopefully continue that into Saturday. Boise State is 11 and 4 on the season and 1 and 1 in the Mountain West, while Utah State is 13 and 2 and 2 and 0 in conference play. The Broncos won both games last season. Tip time is 4:30 tomorrow. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. As I mentioned before, there's still some pretty good matchups in the Mountain West this week with Nevada traveling to take on San Jose State. San Diego State heads to Wyoming. Fresno State will take on Colorado State in Fort Collins. And UNLV takes on New Mexico. After the Broncos are done with this game tomorrow, they go on a road trip. The Broncos are getting set for games at UNLV on Wednesday and then Saturday on the road at Wyoming. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us this morning. Stock market up 280 points on the futures ahead of the opening here in a few minutes. Jeremiah, I'm so confused. All right, yesterday we got good news, and good news means bad news right now in the stock market. Today we get good news, and the stock market goes up. The uh, unemployment rate went from 3.7% to 3.5%, which is good news. So I fully expected stock market to be down again this morning. But now it's up. I, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, it's like, what, what's going on here? So we got to look at what took place yesterday. The, the private payrolls deport, uh, report from ADP, it did show strong labor market, and it also showed a little bit of wage gain. 
So that's the concern. The concern isn't more so around the the I guess the the number of jobs, like the the strong labor the market that we have. It really comes down to the wage gain. So if you look at the report that was released this morning from the Labor Department, show that employers added 223 jobs in December. So it's still strong. It topped estimates. Estimates were it's going to be 200,000. However, it does mark a deceleration from the job gains that happened the month prior in November, where we saw, saw jobs gain of 256,000. So, so the good the, news wasn't as good as expected? Is that, yeah, so that's, it is a like, little bad? Okay. <laughs> yep. So it's not as bad. And, and additionally, wage gains did cool down. Now, that certainly raises hopes around this Goldilocks scenario that we can perhaps dodge a recession, bring down inflation, and also keep uh, high unemployment abated. But the key here is that the Federal Reserve, and Jerome Powell, the, the Federal Reserve Chairman, he's been clear about this, is his main concern is wage gain inflation. And until we really start to see wage gains cool down, the likelihood of them staying aggressive on their interest rate hiking campaign is likely to remain throughout 2023. But if we see strong labor market, wage gains cooling down, inflation going down, we might actually see this soft landing that people are not very optimistic on. So, but this is just one data point for one month. We need to see a trend develop. We need to see this month over month, and uh, it's just too soon to see. But for right now, futures are up. They're they're off the session highs. But you're talking about uh, perhaps recouping the losses that we saw yesterday from the dropping of wage gains that um that were that was. High optimistic on Wall Street, sir. Right. All right. It's looking like uh, we could get some of those. Uh losses back that we had yesterday uh, as of right now all three of the indexes are up ahead of the opening here in five minutes we'll get an update from you in about an hour and then once again we'll be talking with you monday morning thanks gents the great one mark levin tonight at seven now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 740 it is open Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Robin writes in, uh, Mike and Chris at KBY.com, says, Hi, Mike and Chris. Welcome back. I was so bored last week. Aw, thank you, Robin. Uh, All I know about police procedure is what I watch on the ID channel. However, I just want to say that I believe that investigators kept the information they had so tight because letting out... Too much info would result in him going into hiding or doing something drastic to get out of facing uh, prosecution. Plus, Moscow being such a small community, I would bet his lawyers will say he won't get an unbiased jury. I really feel the police officers and investigators did an amazing job making sure that they had enough to nab this guy. Just a few thoughts that I have. Yeah. I I agree with you. You also heard in that little thing from ABC News, I don't know if you noticed that, um, my hypothesis as of the police department knowing or suspecting who did this for quite a while was true. Yeah. They, this person was on their radar for a long, long time. Very early. Yeah. I don't know how much more information we're going to get out because of the gag order, but, and it's interesting that the the whole, uh, you know, the DNA thing is that they went uh, like once removed, they, they got the father's DNA and figured out that, uh, you know, the individual uh, in question, was once removed from that father, so the son. This this just goes, uh, once again, here's a criminal justice major, and you just make so many mistakes. You you, you forget about things. We talked about the, the phone pings. He turned off his phone, you know, allegedly while he was committing the murders, 
but his phone was on the entire time that he had apparently been casing the yeah. joint from August on leading up to the yeah, time. The, the, phone, the phone was turned off right before the murders occurred and turned back on right after they occurred. You have no murder weapon as of yet, but they found the sheath from what they believe is the murder weapon, and that's how they got the DNA. Now, right. they didn't get the DNA specifically from the murder suspects, but apparently there was a genealogy search, yeah. and that's and they got the garbage from their parents' house, right. went through the garbage, and said, "All right, this after doing the genealogy search because they didn't have his DNA in the database, yeah. but family members' DNA was there, in there, the so, database." There's so much of that going on now, you know, in the what is it, CODIS? Yeah, the the national database of of DNA. Uh, they uh, if if they have you know once or twice removed from you, like your father or your you know, uncle or cousin or whatever, they can sort of figure out who you are, or at least that somebody in your family is guilty. It's a, a very important tip for you this morning, for those of you who might be thinking of, in the future, sometime committing murder. It's Im- almost impossible to get away with, with the technology this day. I hope my wife's listening this morning. Like I said, she's watched Snapped, Law & Order. I don't have a problem with that. What creeps me out is finding her in the middle of the night, watching the show, and taking notes. <laughs> That's what creeps me out. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. <laughs> That's pretty funny, <laughs> Casper. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> you think I'm kidding? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this the whole time that that it was just Ted Bundy all over again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and here's the difference between now and then. Yeah. The technology has gone so far beyond. Well, that- they, and they can't figure out a reason why this guy may have done this other than compulsion. And that was the whole thing with Bundy, too, at the University of Florida. He just went in there and killed a bunch of women because eh, opportunity. Yeah. I think he was going to write a book and try to get a movie deal is what I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But this other guy that I heard on the news... What, actually watching Tucker Carlson this morning because I had it recorded uh, <laughs> about this guy over in Portland that was homeless, was under the influence of fentanyl, marijuana, and alcohol. Thought the seventy, I think it was a seventy-eight-year-old man that was waiting for some municipal transportation to get on board and to get in. This homeless guy thought he was a robot and started to eat his face. He, bit off his ear and he started to yeah. to bite off his teeth. Sounds like PCP. Just unbelievable what what the, these people are thinking when they're under the influence of drugs and alcohol or some of them not even that. Yeah. They have a mental illness that's not being addressed because they're not taking their meds. Thank and you so for the phone call, Paul. Appreciate it. Guys. Boy, if you have to have meds to make sure you don't eat someone's face. You, you've got problems. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, somebody like that with fentanyl, drugs, marijuana, probably you can add into that some mental problems also. Mm-hmm. KBY and, News. And again, possibly some PCP. KBY News Time 745. Time for our final check on what's going on with sports this morning. Once again, it is brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA. Great place to get breakfast. They're open Right now, they open at 7 o'clock uh, every single day, so you want to get in. Lunch or breakfast, the place to go. Find out what everybody's talking about. Get into downtown CUNA today. Pork belly. Good morning. Boise State basketball getting ready to take on Utah State. Utah State 13-2 and overall, 2-0 and in the conference. Boise State is 11-4 and 
and one and one in the conference. And Coach Leon Rice, after this week's game, already says he thinks that this game against Utah State is going to be a really difficult one. Because if you give them any air, I mean, I think Ashworth, uh, you know, me and Max watch a lot of games together. and uh, You know, I, I declared him the best shooter in the country. I, I really do. I mean, when he gets any space, it's in. And, you know, that's hard when you have a guy like that because then it spreads you out so much and then you get chasing and then, you know, it makes it easier to get to the rim. But uh, it is going to be, you know, I, I just think this is what you saw today is the Mountain West this year. And, you know, if that's the case, I'm probably going to age about five years and, and maybe have a heart attack on the sideline in some of these. But uh, they're going to be, you know, you're going to have to play a great game and you're going to have to play a great last two minutes and, you know, we answered the bell the last two minutes. That was big. Once again, Boise State, Utah State, 4.30 p.m. That game tomorrow at Extra Mile Arena. We'll have it for you right here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 7.52, Dow is up 153 points right now. Uh, all the indexes are up this morning. The uh, Mega Millions also up. Don't forget, $940 million estimated payout tonight. If you're going to play, um, if it doesn't go there, it will go over a billion dollars if we don't get a winner tonight. I like the way you kind of slip into that. Like, well, if the stock market isn't going so well for you. <laughs> uh, might be the, a good way to play. Hey, it worked yeah. out for that couple from Nampa. It was the wrong couple from Nampa who won the million dollar holiday raffle. <laughs> your, your opinion? Yeah, that's since, my opinion because I, I, uh, I was hoping my my well, wife and I were the couple that were going to win. Exactly. Right city, wrong couple. Although, congratulations to the couple who did the the Mitchells. I think it was their last name that uh, won. Um, other great news yesterday. We told you this. This was breaking uh, that Demar Hamlin had finally uh, woken. And did you hear the first question that he asked? <laughs> Who won the game? <laughs> Who won the game? Now, he can't, he can't talk yet because he's still intubated, but he wrote it out. Who won the game? Doctors told him, uh, or did we win the game? The doctors told him, yes, you won. You've won the game of life. So he is doing much, yeah. much better. And Neurologically, what, he, he they said, said and that what he's going to be Monday sound. Night football? Did we win that? <laughs> um, uh, no, there, there, there was no win. As a matter of fact, it's been declared a no contest, which... Um, I was completely wrong on this. They're not going to play the game, which is surprising, which throws the rest of the playoffs into kind of uh, a mess. But a decision will be made after this weekend. They've determined that if a team, if one of those two teams ends up in their conference championship uh, and, you know, had they won this particular game that was canceled, uh, that they would have had the uh, home field advantage the game will instead be played at a neutral site, which mm-hmm. is a new thing for the playoffs. So scenario one is if Buffalo and Kansas City both win this week or both tie a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game, which would have been played at Kansas City, would be at a neutral site somewhere. Don't don't know where that would be as of yet, uh, but it would be not played in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Scenario two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would also be at a neutral site. Scenario three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship would also be played at a neutral site. So there's still a chance that Cincinnati could be the number one 
seed here. Cool. Additionally, if the Ravens defeat the Bengals this weekend, the two teams would have battled for the AFC North title pending the result of the Cincinnati versus Buffalo game. So what will happen in this instance, a coin flip will determine which team <laughs> plays at home if the teams match up in the wild card round at any time. That always feels terrible. Uh, you know, I worked harder than I ever have this year, and we had great success, but we lost the coin flip, so we went home. <laughs> yes. So there's, there's your scenarios. The uh, game Monday night has been declared a no contest. So those two teams will have played one less game than uh, everybody else. So that's yeah. that's why the we'll have to wait a while to find out the seedings for the uh, upcoming game. But if Buffalo and Kansas City do indeed meet, and also could be possibly Cincinnati, if any of those three teams end up meeting in the championship, unless it is Buffalo and Cincinnati, because then they would have played the same amount of games, um, then whoever has the best record would get the home field advantage. However, if Kansas City has included that in any way, shape, or form against either Buffalo or Cincinnati, then the game would be played at a neutral site. So the only one really getting screwed in this is going to be Kansas (laughs) City and Kansas City fans who, you know, they what have they sold out? Nonstop games like, 400 times or something like yeah, that. Something like that. Yeah, they they sell out all their games. So, um they'll, they'll be upset because no matter what, they're going to be traveling. It'll be on a neutral site if they want to go see the game. KBOI News Time 7:56. It is Open Phones Friday. Phone lines are open. What do you want to talk about today? It's all about you. 208-336-3700. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.58, it is 37 degrees in downtown Boise. Coming up here in about 20 minutes, chance for you to get the $50 gift certificate to Twisted District. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network, ranked number 44 Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the entire world, knocking three continents, 12 countries, and over 1,500 brokerages. They are ranked number 44. Call today for any real estate needs at 208-888-4128. Our question today uh If you want to work on it right now, ESPN College Game Day has visited 12 FCF schools in the history of College Game Day. Now, one of those schools has appeared way more than any other school. Our question today is, what school is it? Now, a hint we gave you a little bit earlier might help you out. The team has won all of their games by a combined score of 131 to 16. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Attorney General Raul Labrador has announced that his office has moved to dismiss all charges against Sarah Brady. Brady was arrested in 2020 for taking her children to a closed playground and was charged with misdemeanor trespassing during the COVID pandemic. A release from the Attorney General's office says the decision was prompted by a unanimous recommendation from prosecutors assigned to the case. Attorney General Labrador stated, We know Idahoans have been dealing with significant government overreach. This case should have never been prosecuted. It has been a profound waste of precious taxpayer resources. And going forward, we will focus the people's resources on prosecuting child exploiters and other serious criminals, not mothers who take their kids to the park.
<laughs> a little bit of hyperbole there, wasn't yeah, it? He, well, very much so. <laughs> she Look at this. What is she, today? She, January 6th, right? She, you know, she, she wasn't there just for the purposes of uh, taking her kids to the park. She was there to defy the order not to go. And remember... She asked to be arrested. Yeah. So the police just did she, what she asked. She challenged the police and said, you'll have to arrest me. I'm not going to do what you say. Took six days for uh, criticism for Raul Labrador, our uh, newest Idaho attorney general, as he moved to dismiss trespassing charges against Sarah yeah. Brady. Mayor Meridian? Brady was one of not several. So, not yeah. so keen on that. Uh, the police chief, also Tracy Bastrachiria. Yeah. Not, not happy about this. Um Matter of fact, they uh, issued statements yesterday. I'm going to read the whole statement as issued. It's a little bit long, but uh, the attorney general's apparent philosophy to selectively dismiss cases of his choosing and endorse illegal behavior is abhorrent. I support the people's right to assemble for peaceful protest, but that right does not include ignoring lawful orders or being free from the legal ramifications of those actions. Unfortunately, this incident also led to harassment of our police officers at their private homes and doxing at public serv- or doxing of public servants. These actions are distressing, and Idaho Attorney General Labrador's decision today is a breach of his oath of office to uphold the rule of law. If this is the tone he sets as Idaho's top legal officer, I'm concerned about what the future holds. Overall, the decision to dismiss this case is appalling and a slap in the face of the Meridian Police Department, our public servants, and the law-abiding citizens of our state. I call upon the Idaho legislature to enact legislation to protect all Idahoans from harassment in their homes. Hopefully, then something good can come of this unfortunate decision. That's I think, I think Labrador, Simison, by the way. Labrador is saying two things here. Number one, he didn't believe that there ever should have been any uh, COVID restrictions. And I think the second thing he's saying is, hey, I'm going to do what I want. Kind of, I mean, kind of sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. The uh, boys, uh, the uh, Meridian police chief, by the way, said that he had had conversation with the attorney general's office as late as December 30th that it was indicated to him that the case would move forward. So we're talking seven days ago he was received... Indications didn't say what those wasn't, were wasn't, that that, wasn't, that the case would move forward. Wasn't Wasden still in charge seven days ago? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if that came from Wasden because you know, as of seven days ago, I mean, officially, the new attorney general doesn't take over till January first. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that came from Wasden or if that came from Labrador. And it doesn't say. And it doesn't say. Just said he was received assurances right. that the case would go forward now it's not going to be going forward love to hear your thoughts about this is this something do you agree i mean there are a lot of people you can say hey this should never have happened it should she should never have been arrested or not but she was so do you agree with the attorney general that the case be dropped or is this do you agree with the uh, mayor and the police chief that no that she or, she or, broke the law yeah, or she, does it does it seem a bit random to you 208-336-3700. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, Spinner, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. You had something else you wanted to talk about this morning on Open Phones Friday? I will definitely, first things first, I, me personally, guys, I kind of agree with uh, Mr. Labrador. I know it was, in my personal opinion, I think she could have handled that situation with a little more cooth and, you know, 
possibly not have. I wasn't there. I didn't walk in her shoes. Uh, you know, I've only caught off of what, what I've read about it. But still, there's always two sides to every story, right? Well, three sides. I still don't... There's their side, their side, and then what actually happened, usually. <laughs> True. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Hey, me personally, man, I, I don't think that that mother should have even remotely been arrested. I think the officers should have done due diligence. Was she hurting anybody? Was she causing any sort of harm to herself or to her child or to anyone in the same proximity? My opinion, no. But, yes, there were the brass tacks. But, yes, there was a law that was there that she obviously broke. You know, and when you break the law, there are consequences to it. Do I think it was a very big overreach of executive power? 1,000%. But laws are still laws. But my main thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today, I don't know, do you guys aware of the terminology of trucker tag? No. You guys know what trucker tag is? No. No. So it's when you're driving on the interstate and you have a mix of agricultural CDL drivers, such as flatbed drivers, uh, grain haulers, spud haulers, you got guys that know how to, how to get down the road, heavy haulers, etc. And then you have swift drivers and then you have JB hunt drivers. They give those CDLs out like they're candy. And it's, it's such an aggravating, just thorn in the, you know, what, and they just hop right out in front of you, and then they play trucker tag for the next two miles. Like, well, I'm going to pass you. Oh, I'm going to get you. You know, it's just, I, it's, there's so much, I think, that, like, I don't know. I, I know everybody likes to go fast, right? Go fast. You ain't first, you last. Ricky Bobby, you know, making the style great. I get that. But why the heck do we have to keep on giving out these CDLs, like the candy? I can, you know, why, I can, I can you, kind of answer that question if you yeah, want. We're short. There's a shortage. There's a huge short, about 80,000 truckers short of what is needed right now. So they're doing anything and everything they can to get truckers. To get it truckers. It's kind of dangerous, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're putting an 80,000 GBW vehicle on the road and just, oh, well, we... I, I, I get it. I, I totally, I have empathy and I have respect for, because I, I myself have a CDL. I've heavy hauled. I've, that's more or less one of the bigger reasons I'm so salty towards reefer drivers, such as, or uh, also known boxcar drivers. Yeah. For most of the time, man, they're, they're automatic trucks. The guys don't know how to drive them. They don't even get out of their rigs to, to load them, they back in, they push to eat and go. Yeah, I get, is I, more deadly and dangerous than any Californian in the middle of winter. I get it. I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. And definitely, I would agree with you that you know training is is definitely needed. Thanks for the call, phone call. Thanks for the thoughts this morning. Appreciate it. It's uh, just a few minutes away from giving away that fifty dollars gift certificate to Twisted District. If you want to win that, stay tuned. Right now, it's time for Bronco Sports today. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. First crack at our question today, Scott. We've got a $50 gift certificate for you if you can answer. Yes. $50 gift certificate, Twisted District. 
in Garden City. ESPN College Game Day has visited 12 FCS schools for College Game Day in the past. One school has appeared more than any other. What team is it? What is the Ohio State University? That is not it. No, we're talking FCS only. FCF, FCS That's, only. They're an FBS school, Ohio State is. Keep trying. Uh, Johnny B., ESPN College Game Day has visited 12 FCS schools in their history for College Game Day. One school has appeared more than any other. Which, which FCS school is it? Notre Dame. No, again, <laughs> again, again, they're an FBS school. <gasps> Keep trying. 208-336-3700. All right, Mary, you get a chance. ESPN College Game Day, Game Day has visited 12 FCF schools. North Dakota State? North, are you telling us or are you asking? <laughs> that sounded like a question. Go ahead and tell us. I'm telling you. North Dakota State Yay! is it. Yes. 2019 versus Sandy, uh, South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. 2014 versus Incarnate World. Word. Or wor- oh, God, here it says World. Christian school yeah. from Texas. I think you're right. And uh, 2013 versus Delaware State. Total combined score for all those games, 131 to 16. Which is pretty good. Yippee. Yeah. <laughs> $50 gift certificate to Twisted District. Hold on the line, uh, Mary. Got to get some information from you. Congratulations. Uh, keep in mind, uh, if you want to get Twisted District, you didn't win this week. There are Twisted District $50 gift certificates available right now. You don't have to wait till 9 o'clock. Right now, you can go to KBOI.com, click on the Sweet Deal link, and you can get a $50 gift certificate for only $25. You can check out other of the sweet deals that are available for you right now if you want to take advantage. And then remember, on the way here, in 33 minutes, we have a double shot of sweet deals for you today. $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean on Eagle and Meridian for only $25. And a $50 gift certificate to La Peep, just down the road a little bit, East Eagle and Eustick, uh, for only $25. All those will be available coming up just after 9 o'clock. So go just a little bit before 9, go to KBOI.com, click on that Sweet Deals link, and then refresh right at 9 o'clock to get in on those deals. You can get one or both of them if you're, you're really, really fast. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll take a break. News coming up here next at the bottom of the hour. Something you want to talk about this morning, here's your chance to get through. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We're going to... Walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. And we're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help, the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. Thank you very much. There it is. Today marks the uh, three-year anniversary where President Trump ordered everybody to riot and attack the Capitol. You heard it right there. I guess if you read between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have those kind of glasses, you read between the lines. You were ordered to attack the uh, Capitol. 
three years ago today. I, did, um, I didn't even hear him say wink, wink, nudge, uh, nudge. <laughs> um, Nate Shellman and I, I was uh, still here at work when everything was underway, and uh, Nate is going, I think this is going to uh, really break loose. He goes, you want to sit in with me? And I go, yeah, I'm still here. And uh, for the next few hours, uh, we talked and uh, basically discussed what was going on at our nation's capital that day. It was It was just uh, absolutely flabbergasting to watch speaking of capitals uh greg wrote in and he says any idea why all the police and humvees are at the capitol this morning yes in boise yeah that the inauguration is today yeah they've already closed down uh jefferson street between 6th street and 8th street uh that'll be closed up until three o'clock keep that in mind today um that this is the inauguration swearing in Second one, because the official one already this, happened. This, so this is a is, public one. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of ceremonial. Um, Attorney General Raul Labrador, Secretary of State Phil McGrain, Superintendent of Public Inst- uh, Instruction Debbie Critchfield, Controller Brandon Wolf, and Treasurer Julie Ellsworth will also uh, be sworn in today. The public is invited if you want to uh, go coming up here uh, today at uh, noon. Um, this is in uh, ahead of Little's... Um, inaugural address you heard that in the news just a few minutes as part of the ceremonies that will happen on monday first day of the uh, legislative session so that's why you're seeing so many police officers and everything they're just getting ready and and cordoning off streets to get people down there it looks like the weather earlier this morning it didn't look like it was going to be a great day to be out watching it outside um it's going to be very rainy yeah uh it looks like that rain is by the time this happens is is going to be uh dissipating and should be fairly nice it's going to be cloudy by then um but i mean even for january not horrible horrible weather fred has written in and says when you get a new ag attorney general you don't know very well you wonder does he stand with law enforcement or is he just another politician like the kind you find in washington i think we just got our answer this is a crass political move the kind you might expect from a political opportunist that wants to keep his name in the press for higher office. Didn't take long for him to reveal his true colors. If you dare police to arrest you when you violate city codes, you should go to jail and not get a hall pass from the supposed top cop in Idaho. So much for local control and standing with our police officers. That's from Fred. Keep in mind, for those of you who don't remember, police went out of their way to not have to try and arrest her. I mean, they tried everything to get her to leave the premises because yeah. oh, just go the, home. Yeah, the park wasn't wasn't open. No, now, mean, whether she, you like that there, law or she not, she was there to protest and to make a yeah. point, and she demanded that she be arrested. And do you think letting her go now is like uh, not being fair to her? Because hey, it doesn't make the protest uh, complete, <laughs> does it? Uh, yeah, you're not wrong there either. No, she was smiling in the picture I saw yesterday. Now, not everybody agrees. Here's one, no name on this. Following the science, there was zero risk outdoors at a park for any child to catch COVID. The mayor uh, was being tyrannical, and in, ca- in this case, should have been thrown out before court, like all of Trump's cases that went unheard. I fully support Labrador. I don't know what Trump has to do with this. Uh, this is one of the reasons Idahoans voted for Attorney General and him as Attorney General, to stand up and defend Idahoans from the government officials officials who don't love freedom or their citizens. Now, another email from Royce, Mike at KBY.com. As a longtime Republican, I was opposed to Labrador, and this is the kind of mentality that made me opposed uh, to him. He was no, He has no real interest in his job and wants to destroy Idaho as governor. 
Uh, so he thinks he must think this is his first step that he's going to be attorney general and then he wants to run as governor. Well, he already, which he might, he already ran. For he governor. ran for governor. Yeah, yeah I, and, he, and he may run again in the future. He uh, didn't uh, win the primary. You know, in that first email, yeah, there may be zero risk outdoors at any park for any child to catch COVID. You may think what the mayor did was tyrannical, but it was still at the time the law. So who gets to make up? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Who gets to decide, well, the mayor or whoever made this law yeah. is being tyrannical, so we shouldn't have to follow this law. I decide Believe that me, it's there, not there are so a many real pe- law. There are so many people out there whose opinion is, I follow every law that I agree with. We do know for I mean, a fact. We, we've worked with people who followed every you know rule at work that they agreed with. Yeah. We do know for a fact that the mayor, Simison, and... Uh, Police Chief Astrachia were not happy with this decision. I don't know if there's going to be any repercussions. They sent out a press release saying that they weren't happy. Mm -hmm. Very sternly worded, by the way. It was worded unhappily. Mm -hmm. Different subject here. John writes in. He says, I put this Koberger perp in the Hannibal Lecter pile. Seems to me if he's as intelligent as he paints himself, he'll go down the rabbit hole of insanity. Please, after he gasps the or grasps, I guess, the depth of evidence they have, would he actually get the death penalty and would Idaho actually follow through for once in a timely manner? Uh, if he's found guilty, he probably will get the death penalty. Uh, but the average, what's the average death penalty or the average death row stay in Idaho is at least 20 years, isn't it? Well, we just saw the one that had death row penalty overturned because they don't have the drugs to do the injection well, that, who has waited too, yeah. 40 years and had fought it every step of the way, still fighting it even though well, and the ones, they have terminal cancer. For the most part, the ones that have been executed have been the ones who dropped all uh, opposition and just said, you know, to heck with it, do it now. The uh, interesting thing about, and you, and you bring up insane, you know, possibility of that being the defense. But when you look at the, the stuff that has been released so far, you know, does an insane person turn off their phone immediately before and immediately to the time immediately after the murders? And, and, and once again, I want to reiterate he is just right now being charged. You are innocent until proven guilty, but oh, there I is a I, lot of evidence apparently in this case. I think a really sane person, uh, if they were going out to do something like that, would leave the phone home so it looks like you were <laughs> asleep all night in bed. Yeah, um, that's the kind of the crazy part of the whole thing. Um, and it, it, as part of the affidavit, we heard earlier that his phone he had with him many, many times near the address, starting in as far back as in August, and visited the location, and they pinged his phone. And so, I guess, kind of staking out the area, for lack of a better better term, because of the number of times he was there, and the number of times that his phone, maybe not him, but his phone, you can say his phone was definitely there, um, happened late at night and early in the morning. The murders, once again, happened Early in the morning. Timeline right now, yeah. putting it sometime between 4 a.m. and 4.35. Um, so much for the mass gag order 
shall we say, uh, that was put on. Um, CNN, I'm going to share this, we'll take a break, uh, but CNN just uh, came out with a law enforcement source who has added a couple of interesting tidbits really? of information to this case. Oh, and apparently, like it says, they says this comes from an anonymous law enforcement source who supposedly are not supposed to be talking to the media, but uh, somebody must be ignoring that gag order. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 854, uh, more breaking good news this morning on uh, Damar Hamlin. He is uh, awoke yesterday. We told you about that. He is now breathing on his own, no longer on oxygen, and he is talking. So his uh, intubation tube has been removed. He's talking. There is no neurological damage, and he continues to make a uh, miraculous recovery from uh, Monday night in the football game when he had that cardiac event. So just... Great it seems it, it seems unlikely that he'll go back to playing football, but uh, you never know. He's, yeah. he's he's still quite young. Hard to say. Um, I think he was. This was only his second year in the league, so he hasn't made a lot of he's money. Like, as was he twenty four? Yeah. Um, the, speaking of money, too, more good news. Um, we had told you about how much money his fund had raised for. He had a goal of raising twenty five hundred dollars for kids at Christmas to buy toys. Um, within the first two days afterwards, it had gone over $5 million from from that low amount of $5 million. It's now approaching over $7 million. So this will be a fund now wow. that can be self-sustaining. I mean, he can, he can give gifts to Christmas at Christmas time to kids indefinitely yeah. now just because he has enough money set it up so that it just gives set it up as like a trust or yeah, whatever yeah. you have to do yeah. and, and and it can go on so it's it's, it's kind of a, a cool story it's turning out to be a good story all around 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless uh Gen, uh, is it genie in meridian it is genie genie in meridian yeah oh from napa good morning <laughs> Yeah, good morning. I have an idea about the lady who took her kid to the park when it was out of the limits. Mm-hmm. Instead of starting with her, why don't we start with those two Denny's, the Attorney General and the Secretary of State? Aren't they the ones that are supposed to know what's going on? I guess I'm not following along. What do you mean, know what's going on? Well, they they did not allow us to go to the poll and vote that year. We had to do it by mail. And so I think that's a place to start. Start with them instead of the little guy. Okay. Huh. They they didn't technically do anything illegal, though. Well, it wasn't legal for them to deny us our right to go in person and vote. There's no law that said they could do that. Well, there's also no law that said they couldn't do it. I think there might be. I think it might be in the Constitution. Well, if it, we have if it the is, right then we have uh, 50 states plus um, two, Washington, D.C., and um, that are breaking the law then because there are states that are all the states allow it. Thanks for the phone call. Maybe we do, but I don't live in all those states. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Quick reset at 906, 36 degrees in downtown Boise. The uh, Dow, feud, or Dow is now up 540 points, so we've gained everything we lost back yesterday. All three of the indexes are, are up so far this morning, so looking like we might be ending the uh, week on the first week of the uh, new year on a good note. I just want to quickly, Jeannie, we ran out of time. I apologize uh, because we have a hard break there. Um, we ran out of time in talking to you. Um, I know you said that you, you uh, don't live in those states you know, that have the ability to vote by mail, you actually do. Idaho is, every single state allows you to vote by mail. Now, there are some states, like our neighbor to the west of us, who are strictly vote by mail. That's the only way you can vote in Oregon. Um, but every state does allow and there's a, voting by mail. I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's a big difference, really, between not being allowed to vote and simply being told to vote by mail. Yeah. You're still voting. So uh, I didn't get to make that that point. And I, like I said, we ran out of time there. I apologize that we had to uh, abruptly uh, stop talking to you there really quickly because of that uh, hard break. Uh, real quickly, before I get uh, call uh, on the line here that's been waiting, stay right where you're at, Bob. I promise I'm going to get to you. Phone lines are open. It is open phones Friday. So uh, we'll talk about anything you want. A lot of information uh, coming out that we had told you about. Um, the uh, new attorney general dropping charges against Sarah Brady, getting a lot of calls on that. Um, but I had told you um, as a tease here a few minutes ago that I was going to tell you about the uh, CNN report. And this is coming, they said, from a law enforcement source. So even though there's a gag order, apparently sources are still talking in Moscow, um, that this was not a part of the affidavit, but apparently the uh, Koberger had cleaned his car out and wiped it down after the time of the murders. Um, he had apparently been wearing um, gloves, surgical gloves at the time, and he had put all of his trash in his neighbor's garbage can. So all those things are sounding like ways yeah, to not, try and cover up what you were doing. They're not terribly unusual unless you look at the circumstances and put them all together that way. Right. Although, I mean, putting your trash in a neighbor's garbage can is a little strange it's that's a little bit strange so anyway that's coming from cnn and they say it's from a law enforcement anonymous law enforcement source you better hope he doesn't get found out as talking to the media because like i said there is a uh, large gag order put on everybody having to do with the case which includes law enforcement people Bob and Caldwell, thank you for uh, being patient uh, and holding on with us. Yeah. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you and Happy New Year. I guess your screener must have heard me hollering at a driver in front of me and thought I was talking about you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't screaming uh, at us. You were talking. You were screaming at the driver. Okay, got it. Yeah, on their phone, whatever. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the whole thing was that's one reason why Labrador got beat out uh, Lawson because of uh, basically the way things were handled during the pandemic. I had even called um, the governor's office at that time because that wasn't the only incident. you got to remember, there was a guy arrested in Moscow, Idaho, for not wearing a mask during a group on private property for a church function. And, uh, and everybody seems to forget that kind of stuff, too. But, um, no, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous. Even though they, was that, I, I, me and my wife used to go for walks during that whole thing and wave at the cops as they drove by. So I'm not understanding why that one person got singled out for taking her kids to a park with nobody else around her 
And well, where and where were you wife. going? For, were you going for walks in the park, or what? Where, where were you? No, walking? no, we were just walking down the street. Just oh, going, okay. Walking around well, that's that wasn't against it, uh, that wasn't against the law at the time. The park was closed at the time. Yeah, but still, I always thought all that stuff was kind of ridiculous. The whole people inside, considering eighty-five percent of all infections were caused by people staying indoors. Yeah. So Look, it never made yeah. any sense Look. to anybody. And I told, I, when I called the governor's office, I said, our demographic and the size and everything else is comparable to South Dakota. Why don't we do the same thing they did? And the reason being was because our governor was being harassed by the other two governors on the west side. And uh, so that's why we kind of held the way we did was because he didn't like being harassed by the other two governors. But the other issue is um, I don't like your ABC News because Trump did not attack the Capitol. And uh, they're saying that on the news, that he attacked the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And people died because, no, the cop they're talking about died of a friggin' stroke a day afterward. It didn't happen that day. The only person that died that day was a young, was a young Navy. I forget what her name is now. Who was, she was, who was shot person. by the police, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she well, is. That, I, that, only... that is one thing for the last three years that has bothered me no end when they keep saying, hey, there were seven people that died because, no, one person died oh, because oh, of it. She was the yeah. only one, even, um, and the guy's name well, is Sicknick. She was the only one that died during it. During it, yeah. or because of it. Um, even Sicknick's doctor, yeah, even Sicknick's doctor and his brother said afterwards when people were trying to say, oh, he, he had a blunt force trauma to the head. Somebody had hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher. Fire they extinguisher, said, yeah. yeah, they tried to blame it on uh, tear gas. And the doctor and his brother both said, no, he's had a medical condition. This is caused by a medical condition, not anything that happened at the Capitol. Now, the, wow. the estate is suing Trump, among others, for $10 million. But once again, you can sue anybody for anything. They're going to have to yeah, prove in court that what... He was he was killed because of something that happened at the Capitol. So I I, I don't think that's going to have any legs to stand yeah, on. Like but that. like I said, it has to go through the court process. Just like and, so and thank you for the phone call, Bob. By the way, um, heard, what was that? Right away, when I heard it was ABC News, right away I knew it had the left leaning bent to it. <laughs> One reason why they said what they did, and then you got what you know up there ringing a bell like they did for nine eleven. I'm going. That's disgusting. Be honest with you, that whole message, it just, you know, for somebody like me who um, understands and saw what was going on and heard what was said and things that were done, so how come they're not ringing the bell for the, the officers that got hurt during, or the uh, security, what do you call them again, the, um, uh, the, uh, the campus, not campus, the Capitol Police that are guarding the White House, how many uh, Secret Service and Capitol Police got hurt? while they were attacking the White House. You don't hear nothing about that, do you? Um, no. It's all about January 6th. Well, and and the reason they're talking about it January 6th today is because it is January 6th. So I, I get why they're trying to bring it up today, because it's the anniversary. Thank you for the call, Bob. Thanks for holding on. Uh, appreciate it. Um, another email in, uh, no name on this one, says, Since you both seem to be followers of all laws, regardless of whether it violates an individual's freedom, what would you do if a law is passed saying we need to discriminate against those who are a different race or religion, or better yet, unvaccinated? Would you follow it because it's the law? When would you stand up and say, no, how much freedom must be removed before you won't comply? I would hope there would be a line. Ours just happens yeah. to start earlier than yours at the park. 
Here's where I disagree with you. And you didn't put your name in here, but here's where I disagree with you. I think in the same, Bob said the same thing, you know, that would you, are you going to follow all the laws? I think half the law, there are a lot of laws that we have here in Idaho that I think are ridiculous, but I still have to follow them. I think it's ridiculous that I'm not allowed to play poker in the state of Idaho. Why? Why am I not allowed to play poker? You're protecting me against what? Do I just, you know, if I go it, it, go to court, end up going to court, is, is Wasden, uh, it's not Wasden anymore, attorney, the new attorney general, uh, Labrador. Ron Labrador, is he going to drop the case because it's a ridiculous law? That's, that's the point. If, if she would have gone to court and a jury of her peers found her innocent, I would have no problem yeah. whatsoever because, yes, I, I do think it's ridiculous. However, we have laws. We're a nation of laws for a reason. You can't just pick and choose your law. I think it's ridiculous. Well, I can't drive 100 argument, miles an hour on the freeway. The argument that uh, because we didn't uh, object when uh, there were restrictions put in place because of COVID that uh, we would be fine if they passed a law discriminating against people because of race is a stupid argument yeah that's you know t- taking the argument to its ridiculous end and then arguing that and that's not what we're talking about there was for want of a better term and for uh, you know I, I wasn't the one who declared it but there was a public health emergency according to the public health uh, you know uh, agencies that uh, are run by the government and because of that, we had some restrictions that were in place for a certain amount of time. And we had to do, you know, we were supposed to follow them. Um, plenty of people did not bother to follow them. But I, you know, it, it didn't bother me. It's just something that happens. I mean, there have been other times uh, in the United States and sometimes just in particular states, counties, and cities where there have been public, public health emergencies. And you just kind of, it, it was almost martial law for a while. But... You know, and there's a reason they do that. They do that because they are charged with making sure that the public doesn't all get sick at the same time and die. Right. And like I said, you may you may not like the law. I may not like the. I don't necessarily like the law, but here would a chance for her to go to court and prove, you know, if she was found innocent by a jury of her peers, great job. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. That's how I feel. How do you feel? We're we're getting both sides of this this morning. <laughs> Some people thinking it was the right thing to do. We've all, already heard from uh, Mayor Simison and uh, the police chief Bastria Chia saying they do not, in really strong terms, putting out a statement saying that uh, they do not like the decision by Attorney General. Labrador to uh, drop the uh, charges and not let the case go on. Go ahead and weigh in. It is Open Phones Friday. Something else you want to talk about, feel free. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Open phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email chris at kboi.com, also mike at kboi.com. Les in Meridian, good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Happy New Year. Wes, are you, uh, Les, are you there? Yes. There you are. Yes, how you okay. doing? Good morning. Good. I had a quick question for you. 
I'm, I'm a little surprised that I have not heard from our representatives, Fulcher, Simpson, Crapo, or Rich, on their opinions on the select committee's report on January 6th, as we are now recognizing that anniversary a couple years ago. Any thoughts on why they have not, why we have not heard anything from them, one way or the other? I Perhaps no one has asked them. Yeah, couldn't even hazard a guess and why. We don't well, hear, we don't hear from them every day anyway, but, you know, I'm, and uh, when we do, it's generally because somebody had an interview with them or asked them a direct question. I don't think we've had, uh, we've had uh, Russ on, and I don't think we ever asked him directly what he thought about it, although he did say that he didn't think it was a valid committee. Well, right. That's what he said before the report came out. And, you know, I guess the challenge would be to gentlemen like yourselves who are in the media is to ask them, you know, I don't want to give my opinion. I want to hear theirs as elected officials representing the state of Idaho. I would like to know what their opinions are one way or the other. And I guess that's my challenge to people like yourselves is to reach out to them. As an individual, me calling their office, I would not get an answer. You might be surprised. I, I, I've called. I have not gotten an answer. You know, it's, uh, it, it's frustrating. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Les. Rich in Boise, good morning to you. Well, I want to talk about these votes for speaker. It's, it's, kind, of, <clears throat> it's kind of hilarious that the Democrats keep voting no to adjourn, and they make all this right-wing Freedom Caucus guys, uh, they make them vote to adjourn. They're not giving them any help to shut things down. But some of these same people are in that, uh, you know, the, the, the fanatic right part of the Republican Party. They're the ones who shut down the government for the longest period ever, brought us, brought us so close to default that it... Uh, that it lowered our credit rating, got rid of three speakers of the House, and now they're getting control of the Republican House. Uh, they're they're giving McCarthy said he let them make it so one person objects and they have to vote uh, votes to vacate. They have to vote. Uh, they have to have a vote on it. Uh, this is just going to be chaos. Well, you, you realize With that the, that has happened in the past, right? Oh, 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 yes, I do. Like recent, yeah, back, like recent past. That uh, that what has happened in the recent past? That you could call for a vote to vacate the uh, speaker seat. John, oh, Bain, I, the, I, sa- I, the same rule was in effect. They got rid of it after John Boehner was Speaker of the House because of how many problems it caused. It basically caused John Boehner to uh, retire. Yeah, that- that, that was my whole point. Now, now, now they're going to be able to do that anytime they want again. They're going to be able to do the same things. They're holding the House of Representatives. They've got the Republican Party in a headlock, and it's only like really it only takes like five of them to do it. But you know, there's around twenty. You can't tell where they're going to go. That's what was my point. They have they have them in a headlock. They're going to. They, they've done all this stuff in the past, and now it's just it's just kind of hilarious yeah. to follow. But you know, I mean, like we're going to need the House of Representatives at some point. I mean, we I don't think we can just 
go without him ever being sworn in. I'm like, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I guess no laws or anything could be passed, no funding, but, uh, they're going to try to stop. Some of them think that we should, they should, we should go into default. That's how radical they are. So it's going to be quite the thing to watch mm-hmm. to see what they do. Yeah, it will. It will be interesting. Thanks for the call. And in, we talked in the, about in the Senate. You know, there are a hundred senators, and in order to pass a, a lot of things, you have to have a supermajority of, mm-hmm. of sixty, which means that quite often the minority can put a wrench in things. You know, if you've got forty-one uh, votes that are no and fifty-nine yes, it doesn't pass. If you need sixty votes, so the minority is in charge. And the same goes with th- those states, or in this particular case, the. House of Representatives voting for uh, the Speaker, where you have to have a majority, not just a plurality. Right. So if there are three or four different people that are getting votes, if nobody gets 51%, you just keep voting until someone does, as opposed to just giving it to the person who got the most votes. And I mentioned earlier this week, I go, the Republicans are going to get a taste of the medicine that the Democrats have had to live with for the last two years, because the same thing, you had a small group of left, left-wingers the squad, particularly AOC and the squad, who had a, a large amount of power because they would get together and say, we're not going to vote for yeah. this unless you give us this. Same wow, exact. It's, it's, it's the same principle as, uh, what's the, one of those things? Unions. <laughs> it's this, and it's the same thing the Democrats have had to, d- to put up with for the last two years. So now the Republicans are in a very small ma- majority. Same thing with the uh, Democrats two year, for the past two years. Small majority. They're going to have to make some concessions very quickly here sandy wrote in she says wow think how much our new attorney general can save the state do away with all the judges and just let mr labrador decide 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless news coming up here next we'll get back to your phone calls and emails if you want to weigh in here's your chance to do it it is open phones friday brought to you by fast eddies in meridian Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Attorney General Raul Labrador has announced that his office has moved to dismiss all charges against Sarah Brady. Brady was arrested in 2020 for taking her children to a closed playground and was charged with misdemeanor trespassing during the COVID pandemic. A release from the Attorney General's office says the decision was prompted by a unanimous recommendation from prosecutors assigned to the case. Attorney General Labrador stated, We know Idahoans have been dealing with significant government overreach. This case should have never been prosecuted. It has been a profound waste of precious taxpayer resources. And going forward, we will focus the people's resources on prosecuting child exploiters and other serious criminals, not mothers who take their kids to the park. 208-336-3700. It's very interesting because it's running about 50-50 from the phone calls and emails that we're getting in of support for Labrador and criticism mm-hmm. of Labrador. Jerry uh, is addressing you and says, Casper, there is no comparison between AOC and the squad to the Freedom Caucus. The squad never shut down the government, refused to raise the debt ceiling, or tried to get rid of Nancy. Pelosi was a speaker who had her caucus in control. I, I hey, get control of your caucus. I didn't say the, the comparison. I'm saying the things that 
Republicans are having to do right now and will have to do for the next two years because of the Freedom Caucus is the same thing that the Democrats had to do for the past two years because of the squad, because you just need a small minority of a group to say, we're not going to do this unless we get some concessions from the rest of the majority. And you can hold up anything you want. And you saw it over and over and over again with the Democrats over the past two years. And you didn't hear a lot about it, uh, a lot about it. But there, behind doors, if you if you do, do some research on it, they had to make a lot of concessions. The Democrats did, and the Republicans are going to have to do the same thing. If you have this group, and, and right now we have five members, uh, all of the Freedom Caucus, who said they will never, ever, for any reason, support Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. If that is true, it ends up they can't get concessions to get them to flip at least one of them. Because they need all the Republicans, with the exception of four, to be able to vote Kevin McCarthy in as Speaker of the House. If those five hold out, that's a lot of power. They're they're basically taking over Congress right now. Because nothing can be done until a Speaker of the House is elected. Now, this luckily doesn't become problematic for the government because the government, they signed the omnibus bill that will take us through at least October. Hopefully it won't take until October until we get Congress, you know, (laughs) sworn in uh, in the House of Representatives. But because it does start to be problematic next week for people who count on paychecks who work in the House. Yeah. um, Because the first paychecks are due on the 13th. They aren't being paid. Staff members are not being paid until no. They're in the process. They of, get a speaker. They're in the middle of uh, what have become unpaid internships. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're going to see more and more pressure. I don't know if it's going to go through the week, the weekend. Now we talked with Congressman Russ Fulcher yesterday, and he said he really expects this to go through um, this upcoming weekend. They're going to vote again today. They they went through uh, 11 votes so far, uh, a 12th vote. I don't know how many times they're going to vote today. Will they vote another three or four times today if it doesn't pass? They are working behind the scenes right now. We've heard uh, reports and seen reports that they are working behind the scenes on concessions with those 20 members who have not voted for Kevin McCarthy so far to get, once again, 16 of them to flip their vote. We'll find out a little bit later as they come. I think it's I'm noon sorta, again today when they're going to be back. Uh, I'm in. sort of surprised that, uh, you know, because in the, in the Democrat, uh, the, the, it, among the Democrats, there are three independents who simply vote Democrat pretty much all the time. I'm kind of surprised nobody has approached them and said, can't you guys just throw your support behind at least a known Republican entity and get this over with? Yeah. 208-336-3700. Uh, Vicki, um, listening in the mountains, the mountains of Idaho? Yes, indeed. I'm an Idahoan. All right. Uh, Vicki, you wanted to weigh in on uh, Raul Labrador? Yes. First of all, I want to thank you guys, your radio station, for letting people's voices be heard, no matter what the opinion, left or right or whatever. But I, I so appreciate that, and I so appreciate what Raul Labrador has done for Idaho. I don't know if people realize how big that is, all the foolishness that's been going on, uh, spending tax dollars so unwisely on people taking their kids to the park, and now he's gonna, he's made a choice to fight what's really important. So pray, pray, Idaho, pray that we get more of that. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate you listening. 
Thank you. Um, Celeste writes in uh, Mike at KBY.com in an email. It says, as usual, the cops are catching the brunt of an issue created by the government officials who created this problem, and Attorney General Labrador is making his mark using the police as scapegoats. <laughs> That's true. The, the police don't make laws. They yeah. just have to enforce them. Uh, when, well, and the same is true, I guess, of Labrador, too. He doesn't make the laws. He's supposed to enforce them, right? When the COVID legislations were initiated, I guarantee that every police chief, department, and officers across the country looked at them and cringed at the communistic style of enforcement. Look at Australia. We do not want to infringe on uh, other people's rights. Playground mom was as much at fault for putting the cops in that position to make a political statement. She should have been prosecuted. The sentencing phase could have been minimal. 30 days probation, a $10 fine, blah, blah, blah. The cops did what they were charged with doing. AG Labrador was remiss in not addressing that. Thank you, Celeste. P.S. Oh, she has a P.S. Kudos to the Moscow Police Department and FBI for maintaining their silence despite the challenges and criticisms in the case in Moscow. John writes in and says, I would agree with dropping the case. There are much more public hazards like the fentanyl flood that is actually killing folks, some taking the drug willing, others a coming in contact with it unknowingly. Any dealers moving fentanyl should be aggressively prosecuted. Now, we can uh, focus on on more things than just one, but yes, that that probably should be a slightly higher priority. Yeah. Uh, Corey writes in the only reason Bastrachia and Simpson or Simison rather uh, are so angry that the case was dropped is because they don't like Labrador. They both supported leftist liberal Mosden. Jeez, Louise. I, I, I mean, if it's come, if it's come, <laughs> well, I mean, I know Lawrence Wasden. I grew up with the Wasdens in Twin Falls. And to call him a leftist liberal yeah. is, uh, I mean, clearly they mean relative to other people because uh, relative to the mainstream, he's, there's no way, he's not even close to being a leftist liberal or, and, and or maybe, any other kind. And maybe they did vote for Wasden. That doesn't necessarily mean that they hate Labrador unless you have some, you know, correspondence yeah. that says, I hate Labrador. I mean... Maybe they do, but you don't. I mean, that, some people. That, you, some people you don't have vote. any proof of that. Some people literally vote by saying, "Well, I'm still alive. I guess I'll vote for the incumbents." Uh, another email, no name on this one, Mike at KBY.com. Courts were closed. Juries were not gathered. Governor's offices were closed. Health authorities were tyrannical and not following any science of the past. Freedoms were completely removed. Businesses, meaning someone's very ability to exist, was shuttered. And you think um, it was extreme in saying a law that discriminates against race? Yeah, it's extreme. It doesn't have any comparison. Where was an individual to go to have the nonsense overturned? Nowhere. So the lady went to the park to protest. She should have charged. Uh, she should have had the charges dismissed. Well, she has had the charges dismissed. Uh, and you, I'm glad you said she didn't go to the park because Labrador said she went to the park to take her kids to the park. I'm glad you got that right. She went uh, to the park because she admitted she was going there this, to protest. Yeah. She also in this particular asked case, for the police to arrest her. So they did what she asked. In this particular case, there were kids there, but they were little more than props. I'm, uh, I'm wondering, just a curious question to throw out here, because I don't know one way or the other, but I'm wondering where she wanted to make a point here. She yeah. wanted to be arrested. She asked to be arrested. She was arrested. I wonder if she's upset that the charges were dropped because she didn't get her day in court. I asked that same question earlier. I mean, is it a disservice to her to not follow through with the whole thing yeah. so her protest actually means something? Yeah. I, I, I wonder if she is upset. Going, going, no! I didn't because want this the is, charges dropped. This is, this is Labrador saying, hey, what she did was no big deal when she was trying to do something that was a big deal. 
Okay, Jaime or Jamie, I never know which. It's J-A-I-M-E. I don't know whether to pronounce it English or Spanish. But anyway, says a law is a law is a law is a law. I don't agree with speed limit on Eagle Road. There is a law, but no science that says 55 is the safest speed for the busiest road in the state. If I willingly speed down Eagle, avoid and argue with the popo while tick-tocking for over an hour, then dare them to arrest me, I truly hope Mr. Labradoodle will come to my defense. And he says, "Darn spell check." Yeah, you, <laughs> I'm sure you didn't mean. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't mean to say Labradoodle. And that was my point that I I made earlier. There's a lot of laws that we might not agree with, but we're a nation of laws, and you know, even if you don't agree with certain laws or rules as they are made, the the public you know needs to follow them. Now there is a process if you don't like a law or a rule where you can go and get it overturned. And part of that is appearing in court. Yeah. And if she is found innocent by a jury of her peers, I don't have a problem with it because my personal opinion in this whole thing was I, I didn't agree with the fact that they shut down the parks either. I, I don't agree with that. But that was the rule. If you don't like it, then go fight it. Don't just go break the law yeah. and say, you know, screw well, and, you. This is a dumb law. Kids, kids were the main reason that they shut down the parks because they said they just didn't want, you know, kids get in very close contact, obviously, when they're playing and playing on playground equipment. And so they didn't want, you know, like uh, one kid to go to a park and and the other 28 kids that are at the park all get COVID. So that's the decision they made at the time. As as I say all the time, seemed like a good idea at the time. Jan in Boise says, if I remember correctly, uh, Bundy was driving this action at the park. The rules apply to someone else. Again, just a protest. Yeah, you can, so, you can do that. Still, America. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, one of your basic rights of the Constitution is it's one yeah. of the more important ones that you have the ability to protest. And again, you have freedom of speech. However, you can get into trouble with uh, people other than the government for saying, uh, you know, you you can be sued for saying the wrong thing, but the government can't just arrest you for your opinion. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. As we go to break, though, I promised we were going to have one final pair of tickets to the uh, going to be a largely attended game, Utah State and Boise State. Tomorrow, Extra Mile Arena, caller number six. You get a final pair of tickets. You'll have to pick these up today. Uh, huge thank you once again to everybody at Cloverdale Plumbing. We've got the uh, tickets, compliments of them. You get to go. For free right now if you're calling number 6, 208-336-3700. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 949-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Carol and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Thank you. I I have another bad phone line of my own, but regardless, I'll pro- probably get this through. Brad Little breaks many laws all the time, and he gets away with it. Uh, the kinds of things that cause, uh, like that cause. Uh, the kinds of laws that the only way a, a young woman with children can go to a park, of all things, she is to is to be able to change the laws by, and she did it. She's done it. She's got Raul Labrador's people to change things. And if it wasn't for, you you can't always just 
go and say, okay, I'm going to try to change the law in the usual proper fashion when the whole, when the government, when the governor himself breaks them constantly and he'll, he'll just stop, stop the good stuff from happening anymore. There's nothing left other than breaking laws ourselves in other to change laws. Brad Little was in, in he was a part of that. All right. Yeah. So, so you know, basically, I mean, and and civil disobedience is is a, a long tradition in the U.S. Thank you for the uh, call. See, let's instant, let's uh, throw him in prison. He broke a bunch of laws. <laughs> instant message from uh, Brandon. He says, "Good morning." Are those upset at Labrador for dropping the misdemeanor charges in Meridian also going to take a stand against the mayor, McLean, and the city of Boise's resolution to effectively not enforce Idaho's abortion laws? Who is McLean to decide what laws to enforce? The law is the law, right? P.S. Here is a summary of the city's standing. I suspect Labrador also doesn't want to divert public resources away from taking care of the people of Idaho. And that the language of it says this resolution makes clear that the policy of the city of Boise is that we will not divert public safety resources from taking care of our neighborhoods to investigating claims of abortion, said Boise Mayor Lauren McLean. Mayor McLean applauded the passing of the resolution. The resolution states investigations for the purpose of prosecuting abortion providers will not be prioritized and additional resources or personnel will not be assigned. It goes on to say, it is the policy of the city of Boise that except to the extent otherwise required by state or federal law, city funds will not be used to store or catalog any report of performing or attempting to perform an abortion. I think what what the mayor was saying there is it's a state law, but it doesn't mean that we have to go broke enforcing it. In the city of Boise, the state can still enforce it, and she's not going to prevent them from doing so. Another email, no name on this one again. Uh, Laws you sometimes wish you didn't have to follow are usually based in science, safety, or morality. COVID laws were based on tyranny. Safe to shop at Costco, but not mom and uh, pop shop. That was science, really. And once more, where was anyone to go fight these tyrannical laws? Courts were closed. Which part of this do you not understand? Courts weren't closed forever. Courts are open now. They weren't closed forever. You don't immediately get arrested and go to court that afternoon. You have to have a court date. You have, I mean, it has to be on the calendar anyway. So courts were closed then. That doesn't mean courts are closed forever. So if you want to fight a law or find out if you're innocent or not, then you go to court to do it. You could eventually do it. That's the part you don't understand, apparently. Uh, you keep repeating there are ways to handle laws you don't like. Really? Not during COVID there wasn't. Yeah, there, there still is. If you didn't like some of the laws on COVID, you can still sue somebody. Anybody can sue anybody for any reason and go to court and you can prove your point. This, this person, the, I, I agree with this person. I don't think the park should have been closed. However, she was trying to get arrested. She begged for the police to arrest her. They tried everything they possibly could to not arrest her. And at some point, they just said, fine, okay, you want to be arrested, we will arrest you. That's, that's the, the whole thing that I, that I don't agree with is, is maybe the way she went about it. But, again, that, that's, you know, that's protest, and some of protesting occasionally is uh, libertarians' uh, uh, civil disobedience. You just have to make a point sometimes to get noticed. I'll, I'll be interested to find out if we actually hear from Sarah Brady 
because you and I both made the same point. She may be upset that she was <laughs> not prosecuted. Yeah, not not able to because go to, she not able to go to court with it. She wanted to get arrested. She wanted to go to court. She wanted to prove her point, and now Labrador has dropped the case. Yeah, and won't get a chance to do that. Let's see, Curtis uh, says. I congratulate the Attorney General for dropping that case. That law was based on faulty, almost not existing science. It was a ridiculous law, and it never should have been laid down like that. So congratulations, Labrador. You've got to win. See, and like I said, it is interesting this morning. It, it Across the board, it's close 50-50, and people are supporting the decision that Labrador made, and you know, half the people are like, no, it, it's wrong. Um, it's it's quite interesting to me to see across the board the wide disparity yeah. uh, of uh, disparity of uh, opinions. On this, this one's not signed. It says, "I thought there was an active gag order on this case. Why are you guys and all the media talking about the case? You can't put a gag order on the media. <laughs> yes. the, the gag order is on on people who work for the government uh, talking about the case because they know things that you don't know. Uh, journalists, talk show hosts, people like that, they can still talk about whatever they want to." Yeah, and uh, and apparently this is uh, that's why we were kind of making fun of it. It's like there's a gag order, but according to CNN, an anonymous police source gave some more information out uh, a little bit earlier this morning. So it's like the gag order doesn't appear to be working. Yeah. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for taking part in the lively debate today. We uh, appreciate it. Uh, we're off until Monday once again. We'll be back Bronco Monday. Don't forget Boise State.